Hello and welcome to Ballet Diaries podcast. My name is Amanda. Hi, I'm Robbie. And today we are talking everything summer season. We're going to talk about summer intensives. We're going to talk about professionals during the summer season. It might be an off season for most professionals. We're going to go into everything under those topics. So let's get into it. Let's get started. I think we should start with Let's start with summer intensives as a student. So a lot of you, if you're in your training years still, might consider going away for a summer intensive. Some of you might do your at-home summer intensive at your home studio, and that's totally amazing as well. I often went away during the summer for four to six weeks at a time. I would go to New York actually I was really lucky that I was able to go and that my parents were able to make that happen for me because I was really able to get some amazing training and I did just a little quick recap I did ABT New York two years I did when I was 12 I believe and then also when I was 16 and then all the other years I did Ellison Ballet Summer Intensive which was my favorite I didn't go into any summer intensives really that's not really impressive. You did your at-home ones, though. Yeah. That's impressive. Is it? Yes. There's nothing wrong with staying at home and training, too. I feel like there's a stigma that you kind of have to go away for your intensives, but there's not. Like, you don't need to. <laughs> yeah. So I did Master Ballet Academy Summer Intensive. Those were my summer intensive days and Ballet Arizona Summer Intensive. But I feel like it's not necessary to, like, go all the way to New York or wherever you live like you can still become a professional even without summer intensives like I feel like there's like this stigma like you have to go to like PNB and like ABT like that's it's not always the case you can get good training literally at home even like from some of the cool online programs that there are today but Absolutely. I feel like you don't need to go away to make your career happen. I The reason why I often went away is because I wanted to work with different teachers and because I easily could have stayed at home and worked with my teachers back home, but I really wanted to kind of get that experience and be able to work with other teachers. And I fell in love with Ellison Ballet through their YouTube videos. I don't know if you've seen their old YouTube videos. I was like, I have to go train there over the summer. So I I went when it was OG, almost OG Ellison days. It was, there was like two levels when I went and that was pretty cool. So I know it's expanded now, which is also exciting. Yeah, I also kind of had like a similar experience where I went away because I was around 16, 17 when I moved away. So that was also kind of like a young summer intensive moving away. I literally lived, this is like my funny story as I, when I moved to New York, I was so young. So I lived in like a nunnery because I was so young and my mom was like, no, you cannot like live in an apartment all by yourself. You know, that's crazy. I feel like I knew a lot of people that lived there when I was in New York around like 16 or 17. It was just a crazy experience because all I would do is just go to dance and then come home and like sit in my little nunnery, like my little tiny box apartment. Did they have really strict in and out 
times and whatnot and curfews? Was it pretty intense that way? It was like 10 p.m., but I'm not as bad as I was thinking, actually. Yeah, I feel like I'm not too much of like a person that like goes out and parties when I was that age. I mean, not even now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're massive introverts. <laughs> As you can tell, we're like literally like cozy up in my apartment right now. But yeah, that was just an experience in itself. But I also, Erin Forrest, who was on the faculty of Ellison Ballet, she opened her own school. So I went there and I got amazing training from her and I feel like I would not be like the same dancer without that. And you definitely have to like branch out and go places. But I feel like summer intensives, like you don't necessarily need to go to all the go across the country, you know, (laughs) you can also experience things wherever you live as well as like a cheaper alternative because ballet is very expensive. That's something that you pay all this money to train and to be this amazing dancer and then you get a professional contract and they're like okay apprentice you don't get paid and you're like okay what and then quarter ballet you're like making like 350 a week and you're like okay that covers my rent like how am I supposed to pay for groceries and all of that so it's kind of crazy all this money and work that you spend doing this and you don't make that much money. Well, for me, I I considered my summer intensives almost like my college experience because I didn't go to college and it was so expensive, you know, summer intensive. I didn't go to college. I mean, I went to community college when I was still in high yeah. school. But yeah, I feel like those types of experiences, like even at master's, I would like be the under my mom, my mom was like the lead chaperone. I'd be like the whatever's under that, like, like the, the assistant, yeah. the assistant chaperone. I would be that and like help her out. And I would just like have so much fun with like the friends and we'd go out and like run around the hotel and just be crazy. But like, those are like the memories that are kind of like a college experience in a way, like obviously really, we, did, we didn't drink, yeah. <laughs> like obviously we didn't drink, but. I just feel like, you know, just kind of being in your own environment is sort of what I was kind of getting at with the college experience. I really had no interest to go to college. I know this is a little bit off topic, but my focus was ballet. I knew what I wanted to do. So that's kind of why I was, you know, kind of went that route. But yeah, ballet is so expensive and summer intensives are insanely expensive. So it's, you know, if you can't make that happen, that doesn't make you less of a dancer than you are. You can get great training, especially now. So much is online too, or you know what, like Amanda said earlier. And also, if sometimes summer intensives or companies offer like a scholarship, those are always options. Like, I feel like if you kind of make it known too that you might need some financial assistance. They a lot of summer intensives do have that option for a lot of people, so which is great as well. Mm-hmm. But along with summer intensives, once you get in and are there and are experiencing the dorm life and you're away from your family and you feel like this sense of like independence and it's fun, make sure like you spend time like taking care of yourself as well. Because if you don't spend time just like by yourself, icing your feet and just 
recouping, then it's easier to get injured. I think during summer intensives is when my really bad injury came about where I like broke my shin. So it is super important to take time off. So if you're in pain and you're like, okay, I need time. Well, it's uh, for a lot of people, or at least in my experiences too, you're typically dancing a lot more than you are, let's say in your home studio. I wasn't dancing all day when I was training back home at San Diego. I would dance a lot, but nowhere near the hours I was during my intensive. And I definitely got some overuse injuries because you kind of just want to go. You almost want to prove yourself in a way. You want to make sure you're getting the most out of it, which is great. But you need to also make sure you're balancing that out with like Amanda said, icing your feet or rolling out. Just make sure you warm up properly. If something is starting to act up, just kind of take a step back and, you know, reassess. And also, don't be afraid to communicate to your teachers. I feel like I was very scared when I was just in ballet school or summer intensives in general. You have to communicate with people because if you don't communicate what is going on, then they have no idea what you're dealing with and they may push you to a limit that you can't handle. But I think when I was younger, I would just not communicate what I was dealing with and that led to a lot of more trauma in the works you know right yeah definitely and it is a scary thing even even now it can be scary even as a professional it's like you need to just make it clear because they don't know how your body's feeling you know and summer intensives especially you're younger you're just you want to push and keep going I mean at least that's, that's how I was a lot of the time but Especially, this kind of brought it to my mind, we would sometimes have actually really long breaks during my summer intensive days at Ellison. The schedule would vary week by week, but there would be some days where we would have a three hour block of nothing and then we'd have something else. So, you know, one of my favorite things about that was we would try to go find an open studio and a lot of us would just kind of mess around and practice, you know, tricks and stuff, which is awesome. I think it was really cool those are some of my favorite memories from my intensive but you also want to be careful that you're not overdoing it with your your body essentially and your free time like take a nap like sleep is so important too like if you're not getting the proper adequate sleep like sleep is so important for you so go sleep nine to ten hours It's okay to do nothing (laughs) in between your classes. Like, it's totally okay, you know? Yeah, it doesn't make you less of a dancer or human. Because I've gotten injured that way, and then it put me out for, you know, a week or two, and I was like, ah, shouldn't have done that, you know? Yeah, or even longer. Like, I was out for a year. That is so long. A year of not dancing. From when you got injured during the summer? Yeah, when I broke my shin, because... Basically, it was like summer intensive and then there there was like another like fall intensive classes started back. There was this really intense intensive, but it was like 12 hour days from like 8 a.m. to like 8 p.m. Like so long. And then your body is like, okay, I need to like go to all these classes, but it's too much. It's too much. 
It, it is a lot. And actually, when I was at Ellison at the time, Mr. E would also teach a Sunday class at Steps on Broadway. And he did this during the year round, too. And it was kind of like we weren't required to go, but it was almost like it was preferred preferred that you were there. You should go. You should go. And I, you know, most of the time I really did want to go because there were a lot of times when I didn't get to take class from Mr. Ellison and I really wanted his class more. But there were also a lot of times where I simply just wanted to rest, especially during year round. And I I feel like a lot of dancers may feel like this now. If you don't go, like you feel guilty for not going, even if it's literally not something that's required. I still feel guilty to this day. Like if in March I like really hurt my back so bad and I blew it out and I was literally putting on my like uniform, (laughs) my uniform. I was putting, I was putting on my like dance clothes and I was like, I threw my back out and I just flopped over on my bed and I literally couldn't move for like three hours. And then I finally, I'm sorry, but it's, I just can picture you laying there (laughs) with my pants half on like black back black back blew out like always a weird story like that even injuries half the time it's like oh how'd you break your toe was it you know dancing in point shoes no I was just you know walking and I caught it on something you know something stupid like that (laughs) yeah so I called I was about to go to rehearsal and I called my rehearsal director and I was like basically crying I was like I'm so sorry like I'm not gonna be able to like make rehearsal like I can't walk and like I'm on my bed and she was like okay okay (laughs) well because it's like at that point like there's nothing you can do you just have to accept it and try not to feel you know don't feel guilty it's such a hard energy behind it I feel like when you're injured and missing out but I don't know also I feel like in ballet school they gave you a really hard time if you missed anything and everything and I think that's like not fair because everyone has a life and people go through things and you get injured and your family has issues or or you get sick you get the flu and you literally can't get up and you're throwing up I think also have grace with yourself because things happen and you can't really control what happens in life and that's something I've constantly learning is you can't control anyone and I feel like in ballet school and in this generation of ballet there was a like that we grew up in there's this stigma where you just have to obey and like I feel like this generation of kids now it's a lot different because like the new like what is after gen z I don't know, actually. That's a great question. My cousin is whatever. Off the whatever. top of my head, I don't know. I don't even know what I am. I'm I'm in between something. You're a millennial. Oh my God, are you a millennial? Am I a millennial? Sorry, also, I just cracked my toes. I hope you couldn't hear that. <laughs> You're like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> so gross. Um, Anyways, but this new generation of dancers, I feel like they're not as serious. I think I'm a millennial. Sorry, I'm just thinking about that now. <laughs> I don't know what I am. I'm 98, so I have no idea. You're a millennial, I think. Maybe not. I feel like I think it's past 90. I think you're a millennial because I think we get along. I'm going to Google this while Amanda continues talking. But I think there's like this stigma with 
our generation, like growing up with those ballet teachers was so like challenging and you constantly felt like guilty. Well, also, this is a little off topic from summer intensives. Am I Gen Z? Is that what this says? 1997 and 2012. Oh, you said millennial. No, you're Gen Z. Gen Z. Okay. Whatever the heck. Generation Z. (laughs) Talking about being sick while dancing. I never during a summer intensive, actually, but. My sister did. There was something that went around one Ellison intensive and she missed like a whole week of it. Super bummer because it's like, again, you're paying all this money, but you physically can't move, you know. But I've had to perform the Nutcracker after getting the flu a couple times and that's pretty gnarly. Performing with the stomach flu, don't recommend. Well, I waited until I wasn't, you know, contagious or anything, but what annoyed me was that my alternates were really mad that they had to fill in for me and I was like I I can't help it I'm literally throwing up and I can't move so I'm I'm so sorry (laughs) yeah there's been a few times where I've gotten like sick during a show and you just have to like get through it and oh I've come off stage and and thrown up after snow scene before and then that was it had to go home there's like times I think it was over the summer I like threw up in my mouth before I went on (laughs) And then I had to swallow it. I was like, no. The Yeah, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes that the audience has no idea about, even at summer intensives. But uh, anyways. Yeah, moving on to professional summer season. What does that look like for a lot of dancers? So Robbie and I are freelancers. So basically summers look a lot different from a typical dancer who's in a company. So we are not in a company technically we like freelance with we go and guest with smaller companies or companies that need dancers or guest artists whatever so technically for us a summer looks like a lot of dancing at least for us like last summer I danced a lot and I did a few projects and then you move into the fall I know yeah definitely I know like when I was in Colorado ballet, we would have from about, gosh, mid-April to typically the end of July. But there was one season we had to come back beginning of July because uh, we were doing Vail Dance Festival. So, but that's still a solid amount of time off, right? Yeah. For normal companies, when I was in uh, a regular company, um, it was normally like March until like September sometimes even that long like that was in South Carolina so that was a minute and then for the last company I was at it was like June until like September so sometimes it's just like depends on the company and like the contract as well and the time frame I guess but I would always go home I was from Southern California when I was living in Denver. So I would typically just go home and I would usually take a break, but it is a really long gap to just not do any dancing at all. Cause I wanted to give my body a break after the really long season. But at the same time, I would eventually get back into, you know, taking class and whatnot. Um, you're typically not paid during that off season, that period of summer break, if you want to consider it that way, it, it might be a little bit different at every company you're at, but we were not paid during the summer. 
Yeah, I feel like a lot of dancers, they either get like a waitressing job or like get a, a normal job or they teach or you go home and live with your parents, you know, and it de- really depends on the situation and what you want to do. But that is something something to consider i mean some people will just kind of save up throughout the year but usually it's hard to do that when you're not making an insane amount of money anyways and you're you know dancing five six days a week as it is so just something to keep in mind if it's maybe like your first year as a professional and you have the summer season off uh i typically would try to teach but that can also be tricky to find I never really did a summer intensive when I got into my professional years. There are some summer intensive in in Europe that I've really been wanting to check out, but you've got to pay out of pocket for those, right? So you've got to take that into consideration. But it's really nice to kind of go back into sort of a training mode when when it's during the summer as a professional, but you're most likely going to be paying for that, right? I do miss the training years for sure because I like miss just like pushing myself because once you get into a company it's a lot different or like freelancing we can get into a whole episode on freelancing and like what to expect and like all of that in another episode but it's hard like not having that consistent schedule because you would normally have like classes and then once you get into a company You just have class to basically warm yourself up, get your body ready, and then you have rehearsals all day. So you have to like prepare your body in a different way or cross train if you want extra training on top of all the rehearsals because it's a different mentality for sure. Definitely. And I feel like I always say that my summer intensive days when I was younger were my favorite And I've just never been able to kind of find something that I could do like that as a professional that doesn't cost an insane amount of money because most of them do. But I'm hoping one of these years I can make it to one of these intensives in Europe or maybe one here shows up. I don't know. We should go to that one. Where is it? There's one in Prague. Prague. There's also one in, um, gosh, I don't remember. Isabel went to it. I'd have to ask, ask her, but. There's definitely some really good ones in in Europe and whatnot. You could all, some people also opt in to you know do one of the competitions. You've got uh, Varna or Helsinki. Sometimes is during the summer. Some professionals will kind of train for that. Or IBC that's actually coming up. That's another option people might do. Yeah, there's a lot of options for training. Also, you could probably like go back to your home studio. A lot of dancers do that like go to their home state you know and normally like they let the professionals take class for free that's I never really did that once I got into professional I never really went back because I just I trained with so many different people it was I actually did go to Ellison Ballet Mr. E let me take class one summer that was pretty nice when I was in New York I feel like that's also kind of scary too like once you're like out of ballet school and you like go back to that scenario because you're like wearing like your tights over your leotard you're like hair is all over the place like you're you're falling out of pirouettes I feel like it's a different it's a different vibe once you're a pro it's intimidating like when I went back with Mr. E to take you know it was his men's class during the summer intensive I remember me and some of my other friends that 
did year round together we were there we were we were just like what what are we doing <laughs> why did we decide to come do this but it was great I loved taking Mr. E's class but it was it was really hard I would suffer now if I had to do Mr. E's class yeah I was like Miss Forrest class I her hers bar is just so intense so hard and I don't think my turnout is nearly as good as I it was in school because you were just like forcing that like in school it was it was just consistent yeah I don't know what it is now it's definitely a little bit different now I feel like but it's just we're getting old I'm I'm so old old Amanda get out of here (laughs) young and fresh but my hips don't feel young and fresh well I know that's why we need to take care of ourselves so when we're 10 years away even you know it was crazy I teach a bar as well like fitness and there was this one lady who came to my class and she used to dance with like ABT and like when it was like Gelsey Kirkland era and she was saying that she just had like a spinal reconstructive surgery and she like turned around and showed me this gnarly scar and I was like oh my god she's like this is what happens when you like force your legs up to your ear and I was like not me doing that still to this day and I'm like she's like yeah I've had like hip surgery I have both hips replaced and my knees replaced and my like in my ankles like I I think we should do a whole episode on injury prevention because I have a lot of stuff that I do now that is just so helpful but yeah I think so too I think I know we were going to kind of talk about it in this one but I feel like we should just do a whole separate episode because that will make this episode so long so we'll do a separate episode for the injury prevention one but I kind of want to touch on what it's like having a roommate at a summer intensive maybe we can wrap it up on on this topic uh if you're going away for the summer intensive you might be living in a dorm with a roommate welcome to life Unless you magically get lucky and don't have a roommate or you opt in for the single room, but that was always so expensive. So that was never really an option for me. But I always feel like I didn't have fantastic luck with my roommates. I just, I'm super introverted as it is. So it's always kind of hard for me. Yeah, roommates have always been difficult. I've had a few roommates and I mean, that's just... It's, it's a lot, like, especially if you like your own space, you just have to. You don't get that in a dorm, right? Everything is, is shared and you're right there. You don't have a separate room. It's, you're in a literal bunk bed, basically. So it, it's really exciting. I liked the dorms because everybody was in the same building. So you could just pop up or down to, you know, your friend's room but you got to keep in mind you've got curfew and stuff, which really was never a big issue. Actually, they were pretty lenient with it at Ellison Ballet. The times were never super early. I don't know. I feel like that was never really an issue for me, but it can definitely be a shock, especially if you're going away from home for the first time and you're trying to figure out how to work things out on your own. But that's one of the things I appreciate about it. It definitely taught me a lot of great ways on being independent and doing things on my own. 
There was one summer right after ballet school where I came to LA and I was a chaperone here for a company. And it was just funny being like on the flip side, like telling everyone what to do and like, you know, and being like, okay, are you in your bed? Bed check. Yeah, we they had bed checks at uh, Ellison. Not so much year round, but during the summer they would come and do room checks and it was just like oh my gosh (laughs) yeah but I actually during year round at Ellison I got my own room for about half the semester which was awesome but during the summer I never really had that option I hope this helps you with your summer intensive adventures let us know if you have any other questions and we'll do that injury prevention episode separately to go along with your summer intensive. But good luck with everything over your summer season. Yeah, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Ballet Diaries Podcast for more information and updates. And we can't wait to talk to you guys next week in our episode. We love you. Bye. Bye.